Hi there, I'm Lane and this is Property Explained. These are my words and now I'm going to read them to you. Episode 14, New Builds, the ultimate guide for every property investor. New builds are becoming more popular. And this is not just because buying an existing property is competitive. No, new builds are popular for two reasons. On the supply side, the government is incentivizing developers to build new properties. And on the demand side, the Labour government is rewarding investors and first-home buyers who purchase new builds with looser tax rules, and in some cases, cold, hard cash. So it's not surprising investors and first-home buyers are increasingly seeing new builds as a viable option, where they might not even have considered them in the past. So in this article, you'll learn everything you need to know about new builds, including what a new build is, how the tax and financial incentives work, and whether a new build is a good investment. So first question, what is a new build? A new build is a brand new property bought from a developer where you are the first person to own that property. Although you don't have to buy it from the developer directly for a property to be considered a new build. You can go through a real estate agent or an investment company like Opus Partners. The important thing is, is that you are the first person to buy it. In terms of different types of new builds, there are two broad categories. The first type is brownfields or infill developments, which is where an existing property is ripped out and six to eight townhouses, or something similar, is built in its place. The second type, greenfields, is sort of self-explanatory. This is where developments are built on green fields, so grass or land that has never been built on. Infill properties tend to be more common in main cities, and that's because central properties are expensive, so people are willing to live in denser housing like townhouses. It's also more likely that the zoning laws in main cities allow for infill development. And if you're buying a new build in these areas, you'll usually purchase a townhouse or an apartment, sometimes apartments, mainly townhouses. Conversely, A standalone house is more likely to be a greenfield development. The reason being is that greenfield developments happen on the edges of towns and cities where land tends to be cheaper. If a standalone house was built in Auckland as an infill development, it would be costly. However, this doesn't mean that you can't find excellent standalone investment properties. It's just that you won't find them in central Auckland or central Wellington. You're more likely to see them in satellite towns like Rolleston or on the edges of Christchurch. How much deposit do I need for a new build? To answer this question, you need to know that there are two types of deposits. A developer deposit and a bank deposit. A developer deposit is usually 10% of the -the off-the-plan property's price. You pay this to the developer when you go unconditional and confirm that you will buy the property. You then pay the balance of the money at settlement once the property has been built. So initially, you pay the 10% deposit to secure the contract but the money doesn't actually go to the developer. Instead, the funds are paid into a solicitor's trust account until the property is built. That means that if the developer goes bankrupt, you still get your money back. On the other hand, a bank deposit is different because it dictates how much equity you need for the bank to lend you the money. And the amount you need changes based on whether you're an investor or an owner-occupier. So how much deposit do I need for a new build as an investor? Aha, see this is the great thing about new builds because new builds are exempt from LVR restrictions and only require a 20% deposit. This is half of the 40% deposit that investors must front if buying an existing property. That's because LVR restrictions means 
banks will only lend you up to 60% of the value of an existing property. So to put that in monetary terms, let's say you want to buy a new build property priced at $600,000. You only need a $120,000 deposit, which is 20%. But if you wanted to buy the same $600,000 property as an existing property, as an investor, you'd need a $240,000 deposit. That's a huge difference. So how much deposit do I need for a new build as a first home buyer? While the minimum deposit required for a property for you to live in is technically 20% under the LVR restrictions, many first home buyers will actually purchase a property with only a 10% deposit. In fact, about 9.6% of new loans given out by banks to owner occupiers use less than a 20% deposit. So for instance, let's say you want to buy a new build property priced at $600,000. If you can secure a loan with a 10% deposit, then you only need 60 grand. Some of this may come from the government through the financial incentives they give to first-home buyers. So are banks more likely to give me a loan for a new build property then? Some investors think that banks prefer to lend to people who buy new builds. Peter Norris, a mortgage advisor from Catalyst Financial, says this overall perception comes from the banks. For new builds, banks offer better interest rates, require a lower than average deposit, and offer more favourable terms for new build purchases. So it could look like they are more willing to lend on new than existing. It's not quite that simple, says Peter. So it's not so much the case that banks are more likely to lend on a new build, rather that they have a preference for turnkey purchases, because they are at a fixed price. The question of what's the definition of a new build has become a hot topic. This is because new interest deductibility tax changes encourages investors to purchase new builds. So investors, naturally, want to make sure that any new purchase receives the incentives. The final definitions have been finalised by the IRD after a long discussion and toing and froing. I dive in-depth into this topic in my article on interest deductibility if you want to find out more. But at its most basic definition, a property will be considered a new build if it has a code compliance certificate dated on or after March 27th, 2020. This includes new builds bought off the plans from a developer. And new builds will receive this exemption for 20 years past the date of CCC. So put simply, if you're an investor and you've bought a new build in 2020, then you'll pay relatively lower taxes compared to other property investors until July 2040. And by that point, the property will have experienced 20 years worth of rent and house price increases, so it will likely be able to comfortably cover the higher taxes without the investor needing to dip into their own pockets. It's also important to point out two other factors. Number one, the new build exemption continues even if the owner sells the property. So let's say an investor purchases a property and decides to sell it five years later. Skipping the bright line rule. The following person who purchases a property can still claim the tax exemption and pay lower property taxes for the next 15 years. This gives confidence to both property investors and first-home buyers because new builds are more likely to retain their value. Or number two, some new build property investors will be able to pay lower taxes for more than 20 years. Because the new build exemption starts once code compliance is issued, some property investors will be able to claim the exemption for more than 20 years. To give you an example, let's say you purchase an apartment in Wellington. It wouldn't be unheard of for the property to take two years to be built. So your interest over that time will still be tax deductible. The interest deductibility clock doesn't start until the property is built and signed off by the council. 
This means by the time the investor potentially faces higher taxes, they've had 22 years of rental inflation to help them battle the higher costs. Some properties that you wouldn't have thought would count as a new build will be defined as new under the new tax law, and these are broadly referred to as complex new builds. For instance, if you convert one house into two smaller dwellings, that's a new build under the new tax laws. To come under this definition, an investor could purchase an old five-bedroom villa in Ponsonby, and the investor could then modify the house into two two-bed dwellings. Both new residences count as new builds, even though they may have been crafted out of one existing property. Another example of a complex new build is a minor dwelling built on the back lawn. The debt associated with that would be considered a new build. Alternatively, if you relocate one property from down the street and you put it on a new piece of land, that's a new build too. Finally, commercial buildings converted to residential apartments are also considered new builds under these new tax rules. So what are the pros of investing in new build properties? Recently, the highest profile benefit discussed in the media is that new builds are exempt from the government's interest deductibility changes. And this is what I've just been talking about in the earlier section. This means investors who purchase new build properties will pay less tax than those who buy existing properties. So let's say an investor has a mortgage of $600,000. They will likely save about five grand a year in tax if purchasing a new build. And this creates a significant advantage for those buying new. New builds also require less deposit than existing properties. It's only 20% for new builds versus 40% for existing properties. This means you can buy twice the number of properties with the same amount of deposit if you're purchasing new builds. Banks are also offering higher cashbacks and lower interest rates for would-be new build owners for investors and owner-occupiers. For instance, ASB will reward green developments with a six-star rating or higher with a three grand cashback in addition to any others that they would receive. And both ANZ and ASB are offering ultra-low floating interest rates for new builds. But pushing the figures to one side, there are also practical pros of investing in a brand new building. You can reasonably expect that there will be lower maintenance fees. Not only is the standard of build getting better over time, but just installed fittings aren't likely to wear out anytime soon. You would hope anyway. A newer build can also be marketed at the more premium end of the rental market, which means higher rents and fewer party house tenants, perhaps. If purchasing is a first-time buyer, you can get twice the cash contribution from the government if purchasing a new compared with purchasing an existing property. And lastly, the value of your new build property often increases in value during construction because properties usually have to be sold at a discount for someone to buy them off the plans. Okay, so what are the cons of investing in new build properties? First of all, you can't renovate a new build, so there's no way to rapidly increase equity on your property. Basically, if you buy a new build, you're signing up for a very long game of investing for capital gains. In fact, if you were to renovate a brand new property, you would likely overcapitalize and not get a return on the money that you'd spent. So you'd just be wasting your time. Another point is you have to wait for the home to be built when you buy off the plans. You can't necessarily move in straight away. And for own occupiers, this means waiting for your home before you can move in. For investors, it means waiting to be able to tenant the property. Finally, investors need to consider what happens when a new build is completed. If buying into a block of eight properties, all eight may be looking for tenants simultaneously, and that's assuming all are purchased by investors. This means you probably only want to buy into a development like this if the rental market can support the number of properties coming to market. Some areas can, others can't. With that said, do new builds make good investment properties? Yes and no. 
It depends on both you as the investor and on the property itself. For starters, new builds are excellent investment properties for people who want a passive investment strategy. Instead, these people would prefer to focus on their careers and family, so for them, the alternative of being at the end of a paintbrush every weekend just doesn't appeal. But if you are heart set on renovating properties for fast equity, then no, new builds probably aren't going to be a suitable investment property for you. But even if you find a good developer, that doesn't mean that every property they build is a suitable investment property. For instance, Opus Partners regularly works with 97 developers that we've looked into. These are developers who have a solid track record and who have proven that they build quality housing. We then recommend these developers' properties to investors as a part of our coaching program. But would we recommend every single property that each developer builds? No. And that's not because the properties are of lousy quality. It just means that they aren't smart investments. So not every new build equals a good investment. To give you an example, let's say the developer is kitting out a build with high-end bench tops and finishings. And all the walls are painted to a grade 5 architectural standard, which is extremely high quality. These properties are going to be expensive compared with other properties on the market. And tenants are unlikely to pay a whole heap of extra rent compared to the additional cost. So sure, while you might indulge in these luxuries of buying a forever home, you probably wouldn't buy these properties as an investor. That's because the extra spending doesn't equate to more rent from tenants, so it doesn't make financial sense to pay the additional cost. How do I buy a new build property? The normal routes for buying a new build property can be the same as any other purchase. You can search on TradeMe, go through a real estate agent, or you can go to a developer directly. However, there is one other alternative that most Kiwis don't think to consider, which is to use a property investment company like us here at Opus Partners. This is where you build a property investment plan with a financial advisor who then goes and selects the suitable new build investment properties to fit your plan. And this alternative is more popular than you might think. For instance, between January and June 2021, Opus Partners helped investors and first-time buyers buy more townhouses than all of the real estate agents in the area combined. Sure, it's not the norm, but it's a great alternative for you to consider, especially if you think your property investing would benefit from a more financially holistic approach. Good luck. Thank you.